WildTalkRadio.com. Theme song. Listen up, Slapknot. This is Jeff Jarrett. Hey, this is Trish Stratus. This is the undisputed future of WWE. Seth Rollins. Hey, this is Kane from WWE. This is TNA Superstar AC3. Hey, this is Gail Kim. This is WWE Superstar Natalia. Hi, this is Bree. And this is Nikki. And we're the Battle Twins. Yes, this is Broken, not Hardy. The greatest man that ever lived always likes a good rack. And you're listening to the greatest rack. Stratisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning... I love kickball. I'm back, taking souls and digging holes. In this moment in time right now, this very second, I can truly say that I have the whole damn world in my hands. With your host, they've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Have I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. And you can just call me Taker. Oh my god, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my god, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and shoot tobacco. I like puppets. And her producer, Sir Rocket. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. This right here means I'm the champ that runs the camp. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. I knew you dumb. And this is going to be simply glorious. Right here on WildTalkRadio.com, brought to you by our friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com/slash/mbg1211. And if you're listening to us over at Gerwig.net, RackRadioShow.com, or WildTalkRadio.com, thank you so much for tuning in and joining us tonight. We greatly appreciate it. I'm your host Lindsay Ward. Joining me, as always, is my ever faithful producer slash co-host, slash handyman Sorokin. You know, as we start a show, what's always good is when a downpour of rain starts coming it down. And you have to make sure if which window is it coming through and if it's shut. Always That sounds fun. like a ton of fun. Especially when I have to tell you to go. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering what was taking so long. I was like, is he just like, just not, not okay? Alright, we're just going to sit here. Which helped because I could put the show out on Instagram. But... I, I, Always I, I, fun. I, I was running with a chicken, like a chicken with his head cut off, trying to shut windows to make sure the rain wasn't coming through. By the way, Rack Radio Show on Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can 
You can do that on Rock Radio Show, Facebook, Twitter. You interact with us. Wild Talk Radio on the Twitter. It's Lynn's Ward on the Twitter. It's at Gerwick.net. Uh, WildTalkRadio.com. RockRadioShow.com. We're coming on the Instagram. Instagram.com slash Rock Radio Show. Yes, please interact with us. We like it when you interact with us. Tag us and stuff. We, we will respond. Yes. Yeah. One of us will. One of us will. Yes. Depends uh, on what's going on, but yes, one of us will respond eventually. Maybe not right away, but one of us will respond. But we like it when we get tagged and stuff, so please interact with us, tag us and stuff. It's awesome sauce. Also, if you get a chance, you know, when you're listening to this show or you're cruising the internet or whatever, check out the folks at uh, fightboot.com because they're amazing. They're awesome. Can't forget that plug. So, we have a lot to talk about tonight. If you missed our live NXT review, it is available for your listening pleasure at wildtalkradio.com and rackradioshow.com. So, go check that out. It's a Rack Extra NXT takeover. But fear not, we are still discussing NXT tonight because, well, stuff happened on Wednesday. Alistair Black happened. We have to talk about him and everybody else on that show, but mainly Alistair Black because, you know, mama's in love. We also have SmackDown. We're going to be talking backlash we've got news we've got tweet of the week all your favorite stuff so i say we don't waste any more time i say we jump right into the news brought to our friends over at gerwick.net and that's it because we don't have any more new sponsors fightfoot.com gerwick.net brings us to news tonight so what's our top story oh boy it's gonna be one of those nights folks it's gonna be one of those nights because here in the states it's a holiday weekend which means i'm in a good mood she is in a good mood very good mood no work for three days. Yes. Anyway, we have to talk about it. It's it's the biggest news of the week. And I'm not talking about the Mae Young Classic. That we will get there. It is just the shenanigans between Impact Wrestling and the Hardys. This is growing to epic level proportions. We have to talk about it first. Because I just want to get it out of the way. It's like this black cloud that's looming over us. So, Ed Norholm, Nordholm, uh, the president of Impact Wrestling and president of Anthem, I guess, part of company man at Anthem, went on an Anthem-owned radio show, Live Audio Wrestling, I think people have heard of it, and talked about the situation going on between them and the Hardys. So, you know, how do we get that gig? How do we get that? We have to be bought by a Canadian company. I'm, I am open to that. If there's a Canadian company out there that would like to buy this podcast, please, by all means, Contact us. Contact at rockradioshow.com. Yes. Now, here I was, I was trying to be serious, and she just throws that in there. Throws me off. Anyway, so he sat down, talked about the whole situation, and how talked about how WWE has no, no interest in the in purchasing the impact uh, the the broken brilliance gimmick from them. How they've been trying to negotiate with the Hardys. They believe they own the, uh, the intellectual property. Yada yada yada. Okay. Hardys retorted. You know the same old, same old. We already know that. Ed Norholm then. On the next day, after a couple days later, after this whole thing, um, the first clip aired on Sunday, and then we cut the full interview on Tuesday. Later that day, he decided, I need to back up my point. I need to validate myself. So what does he do? He sends uh, letters to the, the websites out there detailing information about conversations he's had with the Hardys, with Matt Hardy, the back and forth, dated and all that. He also put out part of Matt Hardy, one of Matt Hardy's contracts that he allegedly signed. Again, allegedly, because you don't know what's official or what's not. Hardy's said there's another contract. That's fine. That's it's all legal stuff. I'm not going to get into that. He also posted out his emails with World Wrestling Entertainment. Now, let's... 
Let's start with the WWE. Then the person he was in contact with was not revealed. It was a WWE corporate email. We know they're official. We've dealt with them in the past. They they know we exist because, you know, we, we've, we've had communication. So he put out the email, which probably was a lawyer, I would assume, with WWE, because that's the only person he should have contact with. He should not be emailing Vince McMahon or anyone on the creative team. No, this is this is um, definitely definitely a lawyer or someone within their legal team or probably talent relations, somewhere in there to sort this out. And human re- hum- human resources, talent relations, legal, came back and said, no, WWE has no interest. Again, you're talking to legal, you're talking to human resources, you're talking to talent relations. What aren't you talking about? Oh yeah, the one with capital C, creative. You're on. T- you're, you're not talking to Vince McMahon, Triple H, or anyone else. You're, you're talking to the legal side. The corporate, really heavy corporate side of the company. That's first. One, as someone who probably should know this better than anyone else, and Norham in, in particular should know this, you should not be um, showing emails you're having with another organization because the the, the the trust factor you you had with them you just broke you just broke the trust factor between wrestlers and management who were very very um on the fence with management I guess is the best best way I put it yeah maybe possibly uh, you know not trusting them just fully yet because they're brand new so you're trying to build up that, that trust factor. Well, it's a changeover to a new regime, right? Everybody was in, pretty much everybody that was left in Impact when the Anthem deal went down was either tight with Corgan or tight with Dixie. Pretty much everybody else had left that wasn't. So now it's Dixie's gone, so all these, Corgan's gone, so all these people that were loyal to them are still there. And you have this company come in and they buy everybody out, they get rid of Dixie and Corgan, and so it's like, yeah, there's trust issues, because you don't know where you stand, because now it's, hey, I'm not as good this person, I don't know this person, so I'm not going to have the freedom and the control that I had with the other two. Because Dixie sort of gave people, and so did Corgan, carte blanche, to do pretty much what they wanted. So now you just broken trust factor there, where it's like, any conversation we have, you're just going to make public? That's a no-no. That's a business no-no. Yeah, no, you... I mean, I can respect the effort, I guess you want to put it, for transparency, but that was the completely wrong way to do it. You don't publish private emails. You don't publish contracts. You don't You don't publish any of that kind of stuff. You, you, know how you don't that, put that out there, because you know, that's... The contract could be a legal issue contract. on a whole different level. Oh, completely. You know how that stuff is supposed to come out? During a trial. Yep. During, like, when, when those things get released. Then you would, you would, you would, the court documents become public. Everyone could see it. Then you would see it. You're just now throwing this all out there. It's like, here it is. Here's our evidence. Bam. Not the, the most smart move. Here, and here's the, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, I think Anthem is trying to avoid taking this to court, if at all possible. I think they do want to settle this out of court, because obviously that saves everybody a lot of money, but I don't think the Hardys are necessarily interested in doing that, because the only, you know, the settlement would be they don't get what they want, which is the rights to the gimmick. And honestly, I think Anthem's being a touch stupid about it, where it's like, look, if, if they really want it that bad, give them a figure... Tell them this is what you're, this is what we're willing to part with it for, and here's is, and here's and the go thing. from there. And here's the thing: I don't think Matt Hardy is willing to really pay for it because he believes if they go to court, he has the case because there's beyond the you know creating the broken brilliance and all that stuff. There's also stuff Impact Wrestling did that 
Well, probably they shouldn't have to get all this on air. Mentioning how Rebby's father, Senior Benjamin, was never paid, never signed a contract, but was promoted all over the television. The kid <laughs> was a Yeah, there's some questionable law issues with the kid. So it's like, the Hardys have that in their back pocket, and there's a whole bunch of the funding issues and what have you. But do they really have it in their back pocket? Because that could backfire on them. It could. And there's other things. There's a whole bunch of other things that we don't know. They believe but, they, have, they have a case of some sort. But just to go to the meat, meat and potatoes of it, it's possession is nine-tenths of the law. Impact is in possession of the tapes, as far as we know. Not the Hardys. They have the footage. It aired on their show. Yes, the Hardys participated in it. Yes, the Hardys created it. But if they created it for use on Impact Wrestling, they may not have as strong a case as they th- as they think. Because this is all coming down to intellectual property. That's what this is. It's a it's a dick measuring contest between Matt and Impact. I should say the Hardys and Impact over really who owns the IP of this. Right. Impact feels they do because again they're in possession of the tapes. They're in possession of the footage. And it aired on their program. It's under their copyrights. So that's where it gets really, really, really tricky. And we're not legal experts. And we only know what's coming out. But this is... This this seems to be escalating. To the point where they needed a mediator. They needed a guy to sort of get both sides talking. And who did they find? Billy Corgan. Because reasons. Billy Corgan was trying to negotiate for both sides, because he's had dealings with both sides. He tried to be the middleman. He thought he made some progress. Then Ed Norholm went out and um, Norholm went out and did his interview and everything. That is spawned, <laughs> spawned from there. Billy Corgan made a very valid point. He spoke with PW Insiders Mike Johnson about the whole situation. He made a valid point where, I think it was, I think, yeah, if they negotiated it out, Beforehand, I think this was, uh, was, was Billy Corgan. Or this could have been Taz. I forget. It's all confusing. So it's either TazShow.com or PWMSider.com. Someone made a point where on the way out, they should have negotiated a deal. Where the Hardys and Impact came to an agreement. Okay, here's what we'll allow you to do going forward with the gimmick. That's all they had to do. Because here's, here's the twist and everything. So we talk about characters created by a company... And everything like that, right? Uh-huh. Back when you watched Impact on a regular basis. Uh-huh. In Utah. I'm going specific timeline. Okay. Remember Bully Ray? Yeah. He owns that character. Yeah. But it was created in TNA. Because he probably negotiated to where he owned the character. He owned the rights to the character. Exactly. And, and he bought the copyrights. He bought copyrights for the character at that point. Which is smart because he knew... Because of his dealing with WWE, he don't he can't own Dudley. Nope. <laughs> he can't be Dudley. He can be Bully Ray. He can't be Dudley. And that's key. So, it's going... Like, you, you can use that as an example and, you know, who filed what when and who owns what when. Again, that's all legal stuff. We're not legal experts. We don't play one on a podcast. We're just giving facts as we know it. You know what we need to do? We need to get Joseph Park on here. He's a great lawyer. He's an awesome lawyer. Maybe he could straighten this out. I'll have to make some phone calls. Anyway, point being, there's if TNA wanted, or Impact wanted, positive press. Because that's all this is. They feel like they're getting unjustified heat. Which is why Ed Norholm went out and did what he did. Positive press is you let someone use something they created elsewhere and you just let it be. But instead, you're doing the dick measuring contest. And this is where we're at. Well, again, it's 
at what point do you just pick up the phone and call him and say, okay, look, we need to reach an agreement that's going to make both of us happy because this is a money grab. It's a dick measuring contest and it's a money grab because TNA Impact Wrestling is not stupid. They know what Matt Hardy's about to do. He's about to make bank with this character in WWE. And Impact believes they should get some part of it. Part of it. And to be honest... That's fair, because they originated the character. They they gave him the platform to put it out there. Broken Matt Hardy would never have been a thing without Impact Wrestling. Let's be real. So, to ask for some sort of monetary compensation for the character, I don't think is necessarily a reach. A lot of mon- monetary compensation, yes, but you know, a cut, a small cut, is not unreasonable. Because, I mean, it's like, I think when all of this happened... And they left because they left in a really ugly way. Like, they didn't get ugly, but just things between them got ugly. I don't think they thought about the character at that time. That's why he didn't get negotiated. Because Matt and Jeff and Rebby and all them are smart enough to take care of all of that. So when they left, they cut ties. They walked away from the table after the contracts got changed. There's no communication between the two. And the Hardys left when the contracts expired. They didn't think about the character. They didn't think it would be a problem. And then Impact started to rumble. And the Hardys started to rumble. That's where this all started. Because the rumors started flying that they were going to WWE. And the second that happened, that's when Impact cared. Because he was doing the character on the indies. They didn't give a crap. What, the broken character? Yeah. No, he, st- he he didn't... Oh, after he left Impact, are you saying? Yeah. Yeah, when it wasn't on television, yeah, they didn't care. Yeah, they didn't care. He goes to Vince McMahon, oh, yeah, buddy, they care. They cared when he went to Ring of Honor, they stopped him from using it there. So it's like, if, you know, it's they want their monetary compensation, so it's like, again, it's like, you pick up the phone, it's like, how bad do you want this? How much is it going to take to get this? Because that's what this boils down to, is money. Now, here's a breaking news update. Mm. The Bergen Matt Hardy trademark application filed by Matt Hardy in March has been given an initial refusal by the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Ooh. Registration is refused because of the applied mark, applied for mark as used by the, uh, used on the specimen of record. Identifies only the name of a particular character slash personal name. It does not function as a service mark to identify and distinguish applicant services from those of others and to indicate the source of applicant services. The name of the character is registrable as a service mark only where the record shows that it is used in a manner that would be perceived by consumers as identifying the services in addition to identifying the character. Personal names, actual names and pseudonyms of individuals or groups or function, group functions function as marks only if they identify and distinguish the services recited and not merely the individual or group. Um, a whole bunch of other legal mumbo-jumbo. In this case, the two YouTube specimens merely name a wrestler. The name of the wrestler, however, is not an indicator of a source for the service. Consumers would understand TNA One not only as a trademark for the wrestling service. The Moments of Glory specimen does not appear to advertise the provision of any services at all. The Event Bright specimen appears to show proper service mark use and function as a service mark. However, the specimen is unacceptable because it is unclear that it shows use in commerce that the United States can regulate as a specimen advertises an event in Cork County and not in the United States. So basically because it's a common name, he can't register it. Applicant may be, may respond to this refusal by submitting a substitute specimen or amending applicant base to the basis to intent to use under Section 1B for each applicant's international class. He has six months to respond from today or the application will be abandoned. So the sources he provided do not basically show 
proper use of broken Matt Hardy. Which, if his got refused, here's the question, is Impact's registered? Since he re- he did this in March, and then theirs got a, theirs is listed on the U.S. trademarks. When did it get listed? Me Does Google- it say? I'm, I'm Googling now. <laughs> so as he Googles. Yes, give me a moment to Google. Because we have to find that live Googling right here on the rack on wildtalkradio.com where we are discussing the Hardy situation with Impact Wrestling. And well, if you just tuned in, it seems Matt Hardy's trademark application got turned down. And part of this dispute was that there were two trademarks on it, one filed by the Hardys and one filed by Impact Wrestling. And the Hardys are claiming they got theirs in first before Impact. Okay. So they're saying they own the character. Well, Matt Hardy's application got turned down and Impact's is filed. Okay, so apparently Broken Matt Hardy is live as a standard character mark as of March 1st. Is it is it's currently live? That doesn't mean that. Again, his was for entertainment service, namely wrestling exhibits and performance, performances by professional wrestling entertainer. Okay. So he owns that trademark. That is live currently, but that could have been what was just rejected. And their system still hasn't updated it. Okay. Broken Matt, keywords, Broken Matt, not Broken Matt Hardy. Broken Matt is registered by TNA Entertainment as of April 28th. Hmm. Twists and turns. So they don't own Broken Matt Hardy, they own Broken Matt. As well as, well as Brother Nero they own, which, yeah. But here's the, here's the thing. For Matt, his is just for a wrestler, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the Broken Matt is for DVDs featuring wrestling performances, interviews with wrestlers, backstage happenings, besides. Like, theirs is more expansive, other than just simply, this is my name. That is key. So they they don't hold the rights necessarily to the name, they hold the rights to... Everything. Use the image. The likeness, everything, yes. There's your... There's your problem right there. He would, he, t- it's like, he owns a name, but he doesn't own the likeness. And that's the key. Ooh, this is getting fun! Anyway, we don't want to go too in-deep with it, because it's a rabbit hole, and he and I are known for tangenting down rabbit holes, so... I, I could do this all night. He could. He really could. So, we're going to move on from this. Just keep your ears posted. We'll keep you updated as things progress, but things between Impact and the Hardys are getting a bit dicey as they continue the contract dispute to stop Broken Matt Hardy from coming to WWE. In, in a transition... It is currently tied, Ottawa Senators and Pat- Pittsburgh Penguins, 2-2 with 5-19 left in the third. That's hockey, hockey right? That's a hockey update. The winner that's the one with the puck, right? That's the one with the puck. The winner of this game goes on to play the Nashville Predators next Monday in the Stanley Cup playoff. Stanley Cup finals. Go Nashville. But they're not playing right now. I can still say go Nashville. Okay. Anyway, what else is in the news presented by Garwick.net? On a few lighter notes, Xavier Woods welcomed a brand new little baby boy with his wife this past week. So congratulations to the Woods family on their wonderful little addition. Congratulations. Christopher Daniels, ROH champion, will be throwing out the first pitch at the White Sox game on on Sunday. To promote the upcoming June 3rd live event in Chicago. Hey. And well, we have to give a shout out to a former guest of this show, one Vic Trevigliante, now Vic Joseph in WWE, where he has been promoted. He's going to be the new play by guy, play guy for main event. So congratulations to him. Well done. Going from the house of hardcore to main event, not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. See, it's, it's the magic touch when you come on the rack. Uh, we do it for people. We're just, we're awesome. Hey, Seth Rollins came on the show and then became WWE champion. E- yeah, was, yeah, okay, we're not going to go there. But he did. He did. 
He did, but um, he got a little exposed after he came on this show too. So I was I was going with the positive, not the negative. You know, you know the old saying: accentuate the positive, hide the negative. That's what we we're doing. Which is why we're going to move on. Like he has repeatedly, repeatedly. And last but certainly not least, it was announced by WWE this past week that the women's tournament is going ahead and has been named the May Young Classic. An appropriate name. Appropriate name, which will take place on July 13th and 14th. And tickets apparently went on sale tonight if you're at the NXT TV tapings. So if you want some tickets, go run down to Full Sail right now and go get some tickets because you you can get some tickets. And you can listen on the go with TuneIn Radio so you can go, stand in line, listen to us. Hey, go get tickets. Support this. Support the women. Because I have a feeling they're going to have some awesome, awesome girls in this. And, you know, this leads to more opportunity for the women further down the line if this succeeds. So, support this. Support the hell out of this. That's my speech. That's all I got. So, we're going to take our first break of the evening. And when we come back, we are going to be talking all things Backlash and SmackDown. You don't want to miss it. You'll send the rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com. And we'll be right back. But please don't leave me here alone I don't feel how you feel Well, it's my fault, I'm bones I don't die, how you die I can't just waste away You keep changing your life And predict If that burns, I'll keep you in the same What is the greatest Sega video game of all time? CB Radio has decided. Boom shakalaka! He's on fire! It is the Greater Than Great debate heard every Saturday night, midnight-ish Eastern on CB Radio only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Now available at youtube.com slash show is brand new daily content. On Mondays and Tuesdays, we dive into the history of Raw and SmackDown with recreated matches from the history of both Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. On Wednesdays, WTR Sims archives will be featured from the previous night's live stream. On Thursdays and Fridays, step into the ring for a male and female King of the Ring tournaments with legends battling today's stars. All of this content from WWE 2K17 available daily at youtube.com slash show. Subscribe today, so you don't miss out on all the action. Out and about when your favorite WTR program is on the air. Don't worry, we've got you covered. You can listen to WTR on the go with TuneIn Radio. Just download the TuneIn Radio app for your Android or iPhone, iPad or tablet, and search for Wild Talk Radio Network. Best of all, it's free. What are you waiting for? Download the TuneIn Radio app today. Tune in to WTR wherever you are. 
The evolution of online sports entertainment begins again on Sunday nights when you step into the ring with Wrestle Talk Radio. Covering all the latest in the WWE, TNA, and the indie scene. Plus, providing you with the most comprehensive coverage of every WWE and TNA pay-per-view. Join WrestleTalk Radio every Sunday night, live only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Every Monday night, get caught up with everything that happens on Monday Night Raw with the Raw Post Show. Suplex City, bitch! From the big returns... Maybe I have one more ass-kicking left in me. I thought to myself, maybe I have one badass spear left in me. Then I thought to myself, maybe I have one last devastating jackhammer in me. So, Brock Lesnar, not only does that mean that you're next, but most importantly, it means... Brock Lesnar, you're last! To the shocking moments. First off, thank you so much for that. Yeah, what's up, Detroit? And the moments that leave you speechless. You know, Chris, if you're going to put something on that list, why don't you start with that terrible scarf of yours? I mean, while I'm looking at you, you can add those rinky-dink tattoos on there, your tacky little haircut, your creepy mustache, and how about those trunks, Sparkle Crotch? What? Sparkle Crotch. They're sparkly, rhinestones all over the place. Sparkle Crotch. Go ahead, get it on the list, write it down. Sparkle Crotch. I'm going to say this one time. I am not Sparkle Crotch! It's the Raw Post Show, Monday nights, live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. This is WWE Superstar Natalia, and you're listening to the Rack Radio Show. Right here on wildtalkradio.com, brought to you by our friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. And also a shout out to the fine folks over at Gerwick.net and Fightbooth.com. And hey, if you're listening to us over at Gerwick.net, RackRadioShow.com, wildtalkradio.com, thank you so much for joining us. You missed the news, but you're just in time because we are talking about Backlash and SmackDown. And, and smack them. But before we get into that, remember the thing we said at the top of the show? You can tag us and stuff and tweet us during the show, whatever. Yeah, we love that. We have a tweet. <gasps> we have a tweet? Ashley on Twitter goes, Nikki was on TV the other day and said Total Bella Season 2 will air on September 6, 2017. Hey! Dropping some news on ya. Hey, thanks so much for the tweet, Ashley. We appreciate it. We do. You know, if, 
Again, you want to tweet us at wildtalkradio.com, Rack Radio Show, or at Wild Talk Radio, at Rack Radio Show. We are at Lynn's Ward. Happy to take your tweets. My phone is here with me, so I will see your messages. You can't. Anyway, go. Finish your point. You can't see me waving my phone around, but I'm waving my phone around. Anyway, a sports up update. We're going to overtime. They do that in hockey? Oh, they do it. The most intense thing in, in sports is playoff hockey overtime. Okay. It is. Tanya, it is. It's a thing. I'm a heathen. I'm from the South. We we don't have hockey from where I'm from, so... You, you had a team. They got sold to Winnipeg because nobody went. Because, again, we, we, we know we yeah. don't do that here. <laughs> you, you Basketball, baseball, football, we're your people. Hockey, not so much. Anyway... Talk some backlash. The SmackDown only pay per view, which aired live this past Sunday on the WWE Network, and this was a this was a overall a good show. It was an enter- it was an entertaining show. I wouldn't say good show. It was entertaining. It's a better. Don't one. don't know if it top Takeover. No, 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 it didn't. <laughs> I don't think anything could top Takeover. Takeover was really really great. But well, let's jump into the matches. Pre-show saw Aiden English and Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger won. No shock there. A- any comment? No. Go Ty go. Go Ty to go. <laughs> best best way to put it. Ty Dillinger picked up the win. We had more I- creepy are growing because creepy are growing. I love creepy are growing so much. The eight ball was the only one to pick Aiden English. Bless you, eight ball. Just just for reference point. Bless you. You tried so hard. You failed so hard. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway, let's get into the main show. Kicked off with Shinsuke Nakamura versus Dolph Ziggler. I would assume, if people are aware, Shinsuke was over just, just a tad. Yeah, no. No, I don't think, you know, mean, you know, them chanting his name and sharing for him and everything. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he was over that much. They need to work on that. You know, they, they got to learn the lyrics to his song. They sang to him. You know, it's, just, you know. The norm for Shinsuke. Anyway, he was really over. Dolph was wearing American red, white, and blue tights as a heel. Because, you know, that's what you do. Stop wearing the American tights if you're going to be a heel. Just saying. Just saying. Because you already have someone doing this, that gimmick, and his name is Kevin Owens. And, but he's Canadian, so it works. Anyway, my biggest takeaway from this was very underwhelming. What about you? I mean, they never hit fourth gear. With this, I don't think they were ever meant to hit fourth gear. I was a little surprised. This was the opener. It does, I mean, it's not overly shocking that they put Shinsuke out first because they've been teasing Shinsuke and promoting the hell out of him. So it's like, okay, let's give the people what we want. Let's give them Nakamura. Um, I mean, they had okay chemistry. This, the way that this was booked out was not the best for both men. It was booked to focus on Doff when it should have been focused on Shinsuke. 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 We should have seen a dominant performance by Shinsuke. We should have seen his all his moves in impressive fashion. He's supposed to be a big deal, and he should have went in there and put a whooping on Dolph Ziggler. It was the other way around. Like, you should come in with the approach that Shinsuke should be a badass, because Shinsuke is a badass. His strikes are devastating. That should have been the theme of the match, and it wasn't. It was more headlocks and and stuff, and Toph just cutting Shinsuke off, and it sort of gave the impression that Shinsuke was not that big of a deal when he should be treated as such. That's just me. That's how I would have, I would they didn't need to do a back and forth 15 minute match. Should have been the 5-6 minute match, Shinsuke dominates. That way you get Shinsuke over. Then, if you want to do the rematch, 
then you have the competitive match, because Dolph now learns who Shinsuke is. For someone who said, I know nothing about Shinsuke, knew everything he did, and cut all, cut him off. If that, well, you know, that's what the WWE Network's for. But Dolph was not, you know, he was not doing any of that, but it clearly showed he did. So it was like, the story you told leading up to it was not the story you told in the match. I was not happy with this match. Like, from a technical standpoint, the match was fine. It was just way too much stuff. It did not put, do good things for Shinsuke. And that seems to be the overall general consensus that I've gathered in the last five days. Well, I think part of it is is that they didn't want to damage Dolph. But it's, Dolph Ziggler's been there eight, nine years already. We all know who Dolph is. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's you're putting Dolph out there. He's going to put Shinsuke over. But they want to keep Dolph looking strong because, again, brand split. I think they're trying to establish Dolph as a secondary or even tertiary heel. So it's, they're trying to keep Dolph strong while putting Shinsuke over. And I think, realistically, nobody was really going to remember this match. Here's the thing. You should, because it's you, like... You should, you though. You Sorry, should, you should a real, like, if this is the debut, you should remember the match. But this isn't really his debut. But this he, is the initial match. Do you remember remember um, Shinsuke, uh, Kevin Owens' debut match? On the main roster? Yeah. Didn't he beat John Cena? There you go. You just said we shouldn't remember this match, but we all remember what Kevin Owens did. Yeah, but we also remember that Shinsuke Nakamura walked out the night after WrestleMania with the violinist. It doesn't matter. Kevin Owens walked in and stomped on the belt the first night. Again, the memorable moment that should, if you were going to have a back and forth match, should have had a really competitive back and forth match, and you didn't have that. I mean, I agree with that. It sh- it should have been a better showing for Shinsuke. It did not do nice things for him. I will agree with you on that. But it, I think they can make up for this in other ways to the point where it's really not going to count. So I don't think it's really going to hurt Shinsuke all that much. But it didn't help him, and that's the problem. But when you're over as hell. How much help do you really need? You need a lot, especially in front of a different audience. He's over in some markets. He's not over everywhere. And you have to give the general audience something to be impressed by. That's it. Well, they'll get it at Money in the Bank. But, again, first impressions always matter. And this was a bad first impression. That's all. Anyway, Nakamura won. We all picked Nakamura. Unless you want to add add more to that. No, no shocker there that we all picked Nakamura, because, again, you know, kind of Obvious. Anyway, what's next? SmackDown tag team titles are were on the line in the most entertaining match of the night. The Usos versus Breezango. Oh my god. MVP goes to Tyler Breeze. He came out as the janitor, then he turned into a grandma. But wait, let's stick with the janitor for a second. We had a mop chance. True story. We did. Now go to, to the grandma. Which we had grandma chance. We did have Grandma Chance, yes. It's Tyler Breeze was embracing his Master of Disguise gimmick, and he was changing throughout the match until he became Officer Breezy. I was a little disappointed we didn't get Breezy Bella, but, well, you know how that goes. It would have a lot of work to put in the fake boobs. It would have been. Anyway, there were some great spots. Like, when Jimmy was on the top rope and trying to do a move, Breeze would roll to the other side. And back, and forth, and back, and forth, and back, and forth. Which is awesome. It was awesome. Uh, we had a Bronco Buster because, you know, when you're dressed up in drag, you always have to do the Bronco Buster. It's kind of a staple. So it looks like your head's in between their legs. That whole thing. Um, once they got away from the comedy, this was a really good match. A lot of good wrestling from two, from four talented individuals. Fandango was amazing in the ring, if you didn't notice. He was really good in this match. 
Yeah. Shame that uh Fandango made a super kick off the from the top off the top rope and lost. But I I enjoyed this match wholeheartedly from top to bottom. It was comedy, it was pure comedy at the start, it, but it was entertaining as all hell. Would you agree? Oh yeah, this was by far the most entertaining match of the night. I mean I, I always like when they mix comedy and serious together because if you do it in the right match, it's it's really, really well done, and it can be really entertaining, and I liked how they did this. Because, I mean, part of the fashion police is that it's silly. Right? It is. It's silly. But they're also serious. They're coming for the tag team gold. And I when, when they settled down for business, that's when this got really good. It's like, because, you know, you have Tyler Breeze dressing up, but then it's like, when the wrestling really started, this match was top-notch. I'm a little sad Fashion Police did not win, but seeing as New Day is on the horizon, I get why. Yeah, and we'll get to it in, in SmackDown. Throw down more of it, more about it. So the Usos retain the tag team titles. Uh, in, for, in terms of predictions, we all picked Prezango. Yep, that didn't work out well. Dang it! We tried. Sami Zayn took on Baron Corbin. Eh. I will say this about Sami: he can sell a beat down like the best of them. He really can. And that's horrible to say, but it's like, he he makes these guys look boss-level badass. You mean he's with a the way good, he sells it. You mean he's a good underdog? He's a fantastic underdog from the underground. If you didn't know. But I would like to see Sammy be a little bit more dominant, but he did have a decent showing in this match. He had a decent showing in the match. He sold his back very well. There was a nice sunset flip parallel at one point. For a two count by Sami Zayn, and he picked up the win. I just, it was just sort of there. It wasn't a great match. It wasn't a bad match. It was just sort of there. It filled some time. It's the best way to put it. It was a decent SmackDown match. I guess is a good way to describe it. What do you, what do you say? Yeah, decent-ish. Not terrible. Not good. I mean, Corbin. They're trying to find that right fit for Corbin, and I think Zayn is a good fit. But I don't know. It's just like there, there's something missing from it. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, video game picked Corbin, or picked Zane, the rest of us picked Corbin. So, there you go. Hi. So, Jinder Mahal arrives with his magic carpet. I love the hell out of this. I love the absolute hell out of this. This was perfect. Haters haters gonna hate. Dude pulls up in a limo, he's got the same brothers with him, they get out an Oriental rug, they throw it down by the back of the limo, he gets out. He gets interviewed on the carpet. I mean, what's not to love about this? They sold this hook, line, and sinker. It's like, if you're going to commit, man, you commit. And this was a commitment. I love this. Kind of wish Jinder could deliver a promo without looking constipated, but baby steps. Baby steps. <laughs> I'll get more into Jinder later. Charlotte, Naomi, and Becky Lynch took on Natalia, Carmella, and Tamina. First things first, Becky's 80s style hair? Becky was rocking that hair. She was rocking that hair. It was her version of the hawk. Fear the hawk. Fella? Hater's gonna hate? I, I don't know. Anyway, I'm probably the only person in existence that liked Becky's hair. I didn't mind Becky's hair. I will say this, watching it on the 4K television. It was bright. <laughs> it was orange. It was orange. I can only imagine when it was actually in, four, it was in 4K, how orange it would be. It was bright orange. Um, yeah, this was a fine match. It was nothing special. Carmella had some issues, but she's learning. We, we talked about this Sunday where she's growing into herself. The characters are more advanced than her in the ring, but she's growing. You need a more nanny. We've made this point clear. And I don't know, it was overall, it was a fine match. I mean, it was a good match. I like that they're taking the, 
the girls that are still kind of growing in themselves, like Carmella, and putting them in the mixed tag situations because it's like they can shine, but it hides their weaknesses really, really well. Because you can get them in the ring, they can hit their bigger spots, and then you get them out of the ring. And you get someone like Tamina or Natty in there. So, um, in the end, Becky tapped out. Which is surprising, but you put the, the welcoming committee over. They're one up on the on the nice girls. And once again, the video game was the one to pick the welcoming committee. We all took Royal Globe Fire. We're doing really well right now. What, we're one in three at this point? Something like that, yeah. We're doing great on these picks. We're experts. Okay, but now it's match of the night. AJ Styles, Kevin Owens. This was awesome. Oh god, this was so good. This was so, so good. Which, you wouldn't expect anything less from these two. The chemistry there is, pardon the pun, phenomenal. So, for them to go out there and bad have a bad match, I think is close to impossible. The selling by AJ Styles of the knee, tremendous. It's like, oh crap, is he hurt? No, he wasn't hurt. He just sold the crap out of it, and it was really, really well done. They brought a bunch, they had a, you know... I liked how he did, like, the cannonball into the knee. And swinging AJ into a pose and, and, you know, into the steps and just focusing on the knee. And also when he did the, the, the phenomenal forearm and he collapsed and he couldn't do it, you know? It was those little things in the match. It was really, really good. That's just me, though. Yeah, this, I really enjoyed the finish to this match. So describe, it was a, describe the finish. It was a really clever way to get out of having both of them, one or both of them lose. So, you have them on the outside, they're going for the table spot, AJ's up on the table, and somehow, I forget exactly how it happened, but AJ's leg ends up falling through one of the monitor holes in the table. And they spoof this a little bit because AJ actually adjusted the wire so his foot would get caught, but essentially that's what happens is AJ's feet foot gets caught in the wires and he gets tangled up in it. So he's literally hanging off the announce table as Owens gets in the ring and they count him out for Owens to get the win. To me, that was really clever because it's like, you don't want to have AJ Styles get pinned by Kevin Owens, but I don't think they're ready to take the title off of Kevin Owens seeing as he just got it back. So to me, I liked how they did this. It was creative. Very creative. Which I can't fault. No. Uh, KO wins by count out. Owens attacked AJ after the match. In terms of predictions, me and you picked Kevin Owens, and the video game picked AJ Styles, and so did the eight ball. So we got to win on that one. Hey! We got one right. Yeah, so we're now two and three so far. Such experts we are in these picks. Um, up next... Actually, no, we're, we're three and three because the pre-show forgot about the pre-show. Um, up next, I'm going to just lay out and you describe Eric Rowan versus Luke Harper. This was a slugfest. This was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. So you have Luke come down in his man bun. You know, he was very excited to be back on TV. I think everybody was very excited to see him back on TV. And then out comes Eric in his mask and his his lit music. And he just, you know, they get in the ring. And they just basically beat the crap out of each other. There was some wonderful storytelling in this between Eric and Luke. I kind of need more of this in my life. Because them beating the crap out of each other is really entertaining. Because you had a lot of back and forth. You had Eric getting the upper hand on Luke. You had Luke getting the upper hand on Eric. You know, they just, they they did a really well, or I should say, well, good lord. They did a really good job going through this match and giving each other time to shine. We saw a version of Murder Speed from Luke Harper? We did see a version of Murder Speed. From uh, Luke Harper. He had his working boots on. He was fast. He was into it. Eric was playing towards his mask, and it caught him in the end. This spin the discus clothesline for him. He kind of missed the clothesline. He had a forearm, though. Luke Harper picked the win. But yeah, I said something. It was a very enjoyable match. 
like great match and like you know bad match. It was a good hard hitting six minute match. It was what it needed to be. No one the crowd sort of cared a little that, that much, but it was fine. I enjoyed it. I mean, I like this. I enjoyed it, but. Those are my boys, so of course I'm going to enjoy it. And they got time, which is good. They weren't, they didn't have a lot of time. It's like they, but they weren't rushed. They did a good job with it. You're the only one who picked Rowan. Goddamn right. Well, it, it didn't help you. I know, but still, that's my boy. In they're the- going to keep trading wins back and forth because mm-hmm. I think they're feuding with each other. What else? But yeah. What else are they going to do? Creepy Eric Rowan is very creepy. And then the main event for the WWE Championship, Randy Orton and Jinder Mahal. Thoughts? I liked how they opened this match. The brawl before the bell. was That was good. Well done. It got me into the match. Yeah, because I just want to say this before we talk about this match. I find it really, really interesting that a week ago, everybody was dreading this this little showdown between Jinder and Randy. Like, nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted to see it. Nobody cared because it's like, ah, it's Jinder Mahal versus Randy Orton. We all know how this is going to go. We all know how this is going to turn out, right? Because it's Randy versus Jinder. And given Jinder's reputation, it's like, yeah, this is going to be an easy win for Orton. Or was it? So, you know what plays in Jinder's favor in this match? Randy Orton really likes Jinder. Mm-hmm. And they, he put his working boots on and made sure this match was decent. Yeah. Orton, Orton made Jinder look like a million bucks. He really, really, really did. But he also went out of his way to almost kill the Singh brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all need to learn how to take a bump on a table because y'all be dropping yourselves on your heads and that's not good. I think Randy kind of almost dropped the one on his head and nothing to do with the Singh brother. It was, it was all Orton. And he gave that look like, I, I, just screwed up. Sorry. My bad. My bad. And in the end, after all the beat down on the Bollywood boys, a Cobra clutch slam and new WWE champion, Jinder Mahal. The meltdown from this was absolutely amazing. It was so good. Like the internet just like imploded in a matter of five minutes. Like everybody was like, what? 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 What did they just do? I mean, it was just, it was a wonderful, wonderful moment. I'm not trying to take away anything from gender because it's certainly well-deserved. Dude's been working his butt off for years. You know, he was a jobber for a long time. You know, everybody's like, you know, he's basically was a laughing stock. He left, he came back, and he made it to the top. So, you know, congratulations to Jinder Mahal for going from the bottom to the top. I mean, that, that's 100% well-deserved. But the internet meltdown. Oh my god, the internet meltdown from this was amazing. It was almost as entertaining as a pay-per-view. Almost. So would you say you got what you wanted? I got exactly what I wanted, because I was one of two people that picked Ginger Ball. Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, the, yeah. <laughs> Actually, Mike picked Ginger Ball as well. But okay, three. Three. And the video game, but that doesn't matter. We don't count the video game. I, I had ordered into the 8-ball. Video game went 6-2. and two. Me and you went 4-4, four and four, and the 8-ball went 2-6. and six. Okay. The thing with Jinder is he won, but he's not a credible champ. No one can tell me he's credible, because he's not. But I'll say this. You got time. Do it. Make him credible. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's an easy fix. They can add credibility to him without an issue. They just have to book it right. But yeah, I mean, this was... This feels like it was the right move to make, because it was... Again, nobody was really expecting it. Like I said, it's it's really, really, really interesting how a week ago nobody could be bothered with this match. And now the internet is in love with Jinder Mahal. This Jinderella. Is Jinderella, Jindermania. 
It's a thing. Go to Atlin's Word on the Twitters. You can see Ginderella. It's up there. I should not have free time and access to Photoshop. I just, I should not. No, you should not have these things. Um, they have to build him up as credible. Well, beating Orton helps, but the thing is, is he didn't beat Orton clean. And I don't think he'll ever beat anyone clean. That's the whole idea of the Bollywood movies. He's never going to win clean. But now you have to give this time. If Jinder Mahal loses to Randy Orton at Money in the Bank, this was all a waste of time. If Jinder Mahal loses his belt at SummerSlam, I still consider this a waste of time. He should lose this at closer to Survivor Series, if you're going to do this right. That's just me. Because that's the only way he's credible. Because if he doesn't, and he loses it at Money Bank, or he loses it at SummerSlam, he's just a dude. He'll go back to the mid-card and just be a dude. If you want to build the Indian the Indian star for India, you gotta give him time. People are not gonna like it. But there's gonna be a point where if this, if you're going all in, you go all in. Well, what plays in his favor is Orton likes him, Vince likes him. He's good with management, so I think he will get that time. But ratings, network subscriptions, everything like that, how should all play a factor? All play a factor. You just have to. You have to give it time, and if you don't. You're just wasting time. That's it. Yeah. That's like, I don't like Jinder as the champion because I don't buy him as champion. That's the thing. I don't buy him. Him winning three matches in a month doesn't do anything for me because I watched him lose 50. But here's the thing is it's like all of that to me is like washed away because he won that one big one. It's like, is he, is he completely credible? No, but it's like he's a breath of fresh air in a sort of stagnant title division. Because if you look at challengers for Orton, it's like, okay, you got Owens, you got Styles, you got Ziggler, Corbin, and Nakamura. Sammy. Yeah, we can throw Sammy in there. If you're throwing Dolph in there. Yeah, we can throw Sammy in there if we're throwing Dolph in there. So those are your your credible, in quotations, challengers for the title. And yeah, there are different mix-ups that you've never had, but you don't want to give away Orton versus Nakamura on Backlash. That's like a SummerSlam. That's a WrestleMania-type level match. Yeah. So you hold that off. You know, you just... Styles just had the title, and plus Styles and Owens are feuding, feuding with each other, so that rules them out. That leaves you Corbin and Sammy are feuding with each other. That rules them out. And, well, Nakamura and Dolph. They're feuding. So everybody's kind of paired up nicely. So it's like you had to find somebody for Randy. So it's like, okay, well, let's find the one guy that nobody's going to believe could ever win this title. Gil Jinder, come here. And that's not how this, this happened, I'm sure. But it's like, that's the, okay, everybody thinks this is going to be a slam dunk win for Wharton. Nobody's expecting Jinder Mahal to win this title. Nobody. At that point, we do this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's SmackDown. Showdown. Yes! Yes! Because this stays with Jinder Mahal and the celebration they did for him on Tuesday night. It was so pretty. Everything leading up to him talking was fantastic. Then he opened his mouth and it just was boring and everything like that. But the build-up to it, him, (laughs) the dancers and everything like that, was awesome looking. It was a cool celebration. But then he started to talk and I got bored. But... That's beside the point. Well, you have Jinder calling everybody out, you know, basically saying, oh, you never thought I could do this. You never believed in me. You know, all of you who have a problem with it, he called people out as racist without saying the word. You know, all these different things. I mean, it was not the best promo 
by far from gender. I mean, his promo game isn't that strong. It could get better, and it probably will get better. But, I mean, the celebration with the dancers was absolutely fantastic. You had flowers. You had beautiful fabrics. You had happy people dancing. And what really sold this were the LED boards. Because you had these beautiful, high-res, intense colorful graphics on all the LED boards that helped to really complement what was going on around the ring. So it's like they didn't have to go in for a lot of decoration because they had those boards. And it worked. It worked. I mean, I think once we get past gender being like, yeah, look at me, I won, haha, fooled you kind of thing, he should get better. That's the hope. That's the hope. But what was surprising about this was it went on uninterrupted. Orton did not show up. And I think that was smart. Yes. Because, again, if you're going to do this, you got to make him look strong. Orton coming out this week and RKOing him would have just made it all a joke. Yeah. What we learned on SmackDown this week is that at Money in the Bank, there will be a Money in the Bank ladder match featuring Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, why, Shinsuke Nakamura, that's why, AJ Styles, and, because he pleaded his case, Kevin Owens. I'm 100% fine with this match. Baron Corbin lost to Sami Zayn in a brawl-up in the 20 seconds, and then Sami left on a stretcher. Okay, but that's really smart. Oh, it was great. I'm just I'm just going through the point. Oh, yeah, no. No, I get it. It's like, yeah. It's like, Sami got his win over Corbin, which was good, and then Corbin just absolutely decimated him, which he should. Which he 100% should. It was a night of schoolboys because both Tyler Breeze and Fandango went with schoolboys in less than a minute, too. They beat the Usos. Yay! And then lost in a match against the Usos for the tag titles. Yeah. Sad face. Fail. Like, you had a moment to really make Breezango really have that chance. And you didn't, because you're going with the with the, the new feud of the New Day versus the Usos, like we've never seen it before. Just saying. Just saying. Been there, done that. We'll see how it goes. Well, like I said, it's there's a New Day on the horizon. They're back. And we all know... They're going to challenge for the titles, because I just have this hunch that New Day are going to be the first ones to hold the Raw and SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Although, no, they didn't technically hold the Raw ones. Yeah, they did. Oh, that's right, they did, yeah. They were Raw Tag Team Champions, they never got the red belt, but they were Raw Tag Team Champions. That's right, they retired the pennies before they could get the red belt. But yeah, yeah, so I think they're going to be the ones to hold both the Raw and the SmackDown titles. Just like uh, Alexa Bliss was the one to do both. Yeah, I think they have people that are designated to do both, and so they're slowly getting to those people. So please let Bray be the one to hold the Raw title. Please! Next week, there'll be a five-way between Charlotte, Becky, Natty, Tamina, and Carmella five-way elimination match. Winner gets a shot at Naomi and Money in the Bank. And there's a rumor that we're going to get women for Money in the Bank ladder match. I'm fine with this. It's currently currently listed as women's match number two on on a sheet. I am 100% fine. I've been wanting a women's Money in the Bank for years, uh, and now we can finally do it. Do the thing. Please do the thing. Kevin Owens teamed with Dolph Ziggler to take on the team of Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles. I need more, I need more AJ and Kevin, or, um, Kevin and Nakamura in my life. Mm-hmm. Just like I need more Kevin and Corbin in my life. I just, I can picture the few between Owens and Corbin, and just the insults alone. I I need that to happen. I don't know if the match would be any good, but just the build for the match would be super entertaining. And I mentioned the fashion police. They had an interaction, didn't they, with Shane McMahon? Oh my god! Describe it. 
Okay, so they do the fashion files, and Shane McMahon is in their office, looking at the desk, playing with all the props, when the fashion police walk in, carrying a box, and basically they're there to turn in their badge, because, well, they let the team down, they didn't win the the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. So they take off their badges, and they hand them to Shane, then they say, you know, they hand them guns, because Shane's like, wait, you guys have guns? And, well, they're water pistols. Work on, so it's awesome. And then, you know, at some point, Tyler Breeze, for whatever reason, drops his pants because basically they're a disgrace to the uniform. So Tyler just starts stripping right there. And Shane McMahon's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're good. Keep your pants. I, I don't need to see the breezy bits. We're, we're fine. Keep your pants. To which Shane, you know, puts them over. He says, you guys did a really good job. And that's what set up the match with the Usos later on the night in which both Fandango and Breeze won individually before they lost the tag team titles. But yeah. This was... I love them so much. They're very entertaining. And this, so much. And this is why I want to see New Day versus the Fashion Police. Oh, it's going to be hilarious. Because it would be entertaining as all hell. But that's just me. That's just you. But I think that does it for SmackDown. That does it for the SmackDown throwdown. Which means we're going to break. So when we come back, we are doing Twitter of the Week. And we're going to be talking all things NXT. You don't want to miss it. You're listening to the Racker here on WildTalkRadio.com. We'll be right back. Tuesday night, step inside the virtual realm with WTR Sims. It's Boots the Asses time! Watch as your favorite WTR personalities battle it out to find out which one truly is the best. To be the man! You gotta beat the man! Watch it live Tuesday nights 11.30pm Eastern at twitch.tv slash show, Or on demand at youtube.com slash show. Tuesday nights will never be the same again with WTR Sims. Ladies and gentlemen, E.C. Celebrating five years of the award-winning The Rack. In your time in TNA, do you have a favorite person that you've liked, that you've worked with, or is there anybody that you want to work with? Uh, I, have a, I have a favorite, and I have a least favorite. Uh, my favorite would be Kurt Angle, because he's the greatest wrestler to ever live, and I was able to uh, learn a lot by overcoming the odds and defeating him, so that'd be the greatest, and probably my least favorite would be Matt Hardy, because uh, all this misery is because of him. He's <laughs> conniving, he's secretly evil, I dislike him very much, and I look forward to being the one person to knock him out of the whole title series, and then out of wrestling in general, so... Oh, what do you like to do on your day off? What? Well, I happen to have a day off today, and when I'm done uh, doing interviews, I'll probably go and maybe uh, get a nice little workout in and uh, focus on uh, my May fitness. And uh, after that, I will have a strenuous hour and a half massage with my personal masseuse, Helga. Really let her get in there deep, twist me out, work out the kinks. Uh, maybe a fine steak dinner with a nice bottle of red wine after that, and, uh, you know, whatever whatever the night brings. You know, with a Monday, people might not be doing too much, but, uh, you know, I can usually find a nice soiree to attend on Monday. 
Oh, that sounds lovely. Well, indeed. Indeed. Join us June 29th for the celebration at 10 p.m. Eastern. Only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Listen up, slap nut. This is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Rack Radio Show. Right here on wildtalkradio.com, but your friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. Also, a huge shout out to everybody listening to us over at RackRadioShow.com, wildtalkradio.com, and Gerwig.net. And if you get a quick couple of seconds, check out our friends over at FightBoot.com because they are amazing. And well, that music of the one and only Alistair Black means that we're getting ready to talk about NXT. But first, before we get there, Tweet of the Week. Well, I used to be the kind of person spending time on my space Until the spammers ended up taking over my place And I was so bitter Until I found Twitter Ooh, a place where you can go ahead and write what you're feeling 140 characters or less is what you're giving My addiction starts to climb I go to refresh my timeline Cause I won't stop tweeting No more, no more It cannot wait, I'm sure Alrighty, Candice LeRae, the hardest part of being in a tag team has to be trying to figure out which gear you both feel confident wearing that weekend. Isn't that the truth? Of course. Also, Tommaso, she's coming for your soul. Run. Run. Arya Davari. Damn, Project Chiampa. Why you gotta do Johnny Gargano like that? For real. For freaking real. Again, if you missed our NXT review or our review of NXT TakeOver, let's get that right. It is available for your listening pleasure at RackRadioShow.com and WildTalkRadio.com. Tune into that after this show where you can hear us talk all about NXT TakeOver. We had the junior NXT analyst on with us because the NXT actual analyst was busy. The assistant to the uh, to NXT analyst. Whatever his title is now because it changes four times during the show. Yeah. AJ Styles. Chicago is my town. SmackDown Live is my show. And tonight at Backlash, the U.S. title will be mine. To which Kevin replies, you're cute. Smiley face. And he sends the little kissing emoji with a heart. Mm-hmm. Christoph Barrera tweets, Kevin Owens goes, AJ Styles is going to phenomenal forearm you back to Canada. To which Kevin replies, that's not a verb. Dumbass. Peter Rosenberg, Kevin Owens has every right to feel he's the best, but I simply wanted to say that he has to pin AJ Styles to be better, in my own opinion. Kevin Owens goes, shut up, nobody cares about your opinion, you can't even grow hair. 
WWE official, congrats, Kevin Owens, you were lucky as AJ Styles' leg was struck at the announce table. Kevin Owens replies, yes, that's it, it was struck. You're a genius, official WWE account. Kurt Hawkins, it's a known fact that I was traded for Jinder Mahal in the Superstar Shakeup. You might as well just hand the title over to Brock. Just hand the title over Brock Lesnar. Who said that? Kurt Hawkins. Gotcha. Ojo Raleigh replies, nah, brah. Everyone on WWE SmackDown Live knows we traded you for Raw's toaster oven. We also had to pay them cash to take you. To which Jason Ayers replies, and a player to be named later. In every good trade, there's always a player to be named later. Yep. Or, and that's all I got. Or, or cash considerations. Or ca- yes, or cash considerations. I got a bunch. Robbie, Robbie losing faith in what was one of my favorite airlines, United. Terrible, terrible, terrible customer service to a 1K member. EC3 replied, I would pay so much of everything I have to see them drag you off a plane and kick the piss out of you. WWE Creative-ish. A million dollars for CM Punk? Goddamn. That means they pay billions for WWE Roman Reigns, says Vince McMahon. Hashtag kayfabe. Larry T. Zonko. Gargano could break the emergency glass and call 1-800-729-9324. Say yeah. If Chiappa's out, EC3 goes. Opinion. Take your D-picks with a disposable camera. Always good advice. Breaking from not sports in the Eastern Conference Finals, Game 2 ends in the second quarter after the Celtics pull the plug on their Xbox. And, and take a pause for a moment because we're watching the hockey game and there is really close. Almost gone. Yeah, we continue on. Shit wrestlers say. Tinder or Jinder? Tinder or Jinder? Swipe right for a new WWE Champion. You got that? You totally got that. Mike Johnson. Orton took A. Dot, 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 dive. Ruby Hardy. Got a phone notification that someone named Mmm Gorgeous was following my husband back and was about to pack a bag to go beat some hoes ass. We all know Mmm Gorgeous is Tyler Breeze. David Vixen's fan. Kids, do drugs. Hashtag WWE Backlash. WWE Creative-ish. One of the most beloved tag teams imploded to do a vicious betrayal. But enough about DIY. Tune in to see to learn. Tune in to learn about Golden Truth. Hashtag Raw tonight. Ryan said, Guaranteed Roman has trash cans in front of the driveway in his yard to keep people from using it for a three-point turn. Rusev. Hey, you suck at Anaheim Ducks. And here it is. Dirty Ducks at Anaheim Ducks suck. Go home to wannabe LA. Eric Young. Bro, we did it. To Rusev. We had a lot to do with that win, man. At Preds NHL. He replied, because it's the cup. Congrats. At Real NFL Trump. It's time to investigate what happened to all the Panthers fans. Hundreds of thousands of people disappeared. Dems to blame. Sad. I like that there's a football Trump Twitter now. It's kind of awesome. Triple H tweeted about the new uh, Met Young Classic. Bubba Ray goes, do I get to put the winner through the table too soon? Uh, EC3 goes, I want to go back in time to Wally Mania. Robbie, you replied, I want to go back in time to your morning after when you were in a dark room alone, sweating, thinking, and staring in a staring, staring and staring mirror, needing me. Robbie, you replied, you clogged my toilet, you asshole. I'll never forget. Sanjay replied, um, oh no, that's a different one. Uh, Neville goes, Morning world, you ugly, deprived hellhole. Fear not. Wait. The king exists. Wait, 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 wait. No. Go back. What? So, did Robbie E and EC3 just basically say they spent the night together? Yes. Those whores. Anyway, oh. continue. Grado tweets, sweating my tits off. Robbie E, I wish I never teamed with you. Grado. When I came out of bro, out of Esbro Mans with Tan and Trunks, Sanjay Thutterson VOXed me. Foxed me, saying it was the worst segment in wrestling. He goes, "It was." You said you said it was a good idea. It's great at replying, dude. Me and you were a couple, just a couple of great replies, stooges. 
and um, EC3 disagreed, and Sanjay fessed up saying, yeah, I did say that. Wrestlers having conversations on Twitter is awesome. WWE Creative Ish, we have 1.3 billion people waiting for Jinder Mahal merchandise, so get the new I Fight for Jinder Equality shirts. Hashtag merch. And then Mickey James decided to take to Twitter. <laughs> I don't know why, but she did. She goes, I'm Alec Baldwin, you're Steven. I'm WrestleMania, you're Starcade. I'm Sean Cooney, you're George Lazenby. I'm the Rolling Stones, you're Nickelback. I'm Keaton, you're Clooney. I'm Sean Ma- Sean Michaels, you're Sean Stasiak. I'm George Brooks, Gar- I'm, Gar- I'm Garth Brooks, you're Billy Ray Cyrus. I'm Sears, you're Big Lots. I'm Mercedes, you're Kia. I'm Darth Vader, you're Darth Maul. I'm Snoop Dogg, you're Little Bow Wow. I'm Interview with the Vampire, you're Twilight. She did a bunch more, too. I don't know what she was doing, but she was doing a thing. Joseph Park tweeted, so your partner... So who's your partner, real Josh Matthews? I'm anxiously waiting your pick. Tonight, 877 on Pop. Josh Matthews replied, you're anxiously awaiting a cheeseburger. With fries, please. <laughs> Tweet of the week. All right. NXT Rundown. It's time for this week's edition of the NXT Rundown. Oh, by the way, we're going to double overtime. Still the thing with the puck. Thing with the puck, yes. Okay. And the ice. So we won't have the conclusion on air tonight. Sorry. Sorry. Because they do like 15 minutes for intermission. Or 10 minutes. Something like that. Anyway, Alistair Black was in action. He took on, I believe, Kurt Hawkins, the star maker. And Alistair Black kicked his ass. And his face in. And his face in. Like you do, because Alistair Black is a badass. He's a future star in the making. They're... They're really, really, really high on him right now. I would not be surprised if he doesn't turn up on the main roster sooner rather than later. You know who's not a star in the making? Who? The Velveteen Dream. Okay. I'm going to let you give your thoughts on this because I've already seen him live in person and I gave my thoughts. It's an experience. The announcers go, what a tremendous athlete he is and look how athletic he is and impressive he is. He did a dropkick. He did a dropkick. A lot of people do drop kicks. The one impressive thing was he was able to jump halfway across the ring for an elbow drop. Other than that, he looks stale. He looks boring. He gets no reaction. He wears a lot of purple. His entrance is very pink. It will not get over here. It will not get over anywhere. This will not become a Jinder Mahal. This will not become a thing the NXT crowd gets behind. It shouldn't get become a thing the crowd gets behind because it's not a good gimmick. He will not eat green eggs and ham. No, he won't, Sam. I am. Okay. I have to applaud him for trying something completely different. I do have to say that. It's out there. It's unique. It's, no one else is doing this right now. There's a reason. It's kind of Austin's star, if you remember that gimmick, meets Prince. It, no, it's Prince. With a little Austin star in there. But mainly Prince. But mainly Prince. I mean, I have to, I do. I applaud him for doing something different. Because I think he came up with this on his own. I'm not sure. But he owns it. He's all in for it, and you can't beat that. That being said, I I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know why they're calling him the Velveteen Dream. That's a little bit of a stupid name. It's like it's a good moniker, but it's like it should be Patrick the Velveteen Dream Clark. Just, you know, so it makes sense. I don't know. But yeah, it's like he showed up on TV and it's like, oh, it's the experience. Because that's what he was calling it on the, on the house shows was the experience. The Patrick Clark experience. Which I actually kind of like better than the Velveteen Dream. I'm not going to lie. But it's not a good gimmick. It's going to fail miserably. It's not going to be an Adam Rose thing. It's not going to be anything like that. It's going to die, die, die a really awful death. But then, you know, I can someone here. No, forget it. Move on. 
Cause I go somewhere I don't want to go. Yeah, don't, don't, don't take you, a shot. You knew where I was going to go, and I don't want to go there. Yeah, don't go there. Anyway, what was next? We had a lot of recaps, highlighting um, takeover and everything like that. We had one interview with Ember Moon, which was really good. Her heartbreak and everything. But then the main event was Drew McIntyre versus the Cowboy. I'm not calling him that, but his cowboy music, kind of Western music. Wesley Blake, good match. I liked it. Nothing wrong with it. Mm-mm. You're building up. You're building up Drew McIntyre because he's going to be an eventual challenger for the NXT Championship. I mean, honestly, I'd rather see the slow build with Drew than a really fast one. Yeah, they got some time. They got till August. They got some, they got a couple months. Yeah, so work your way up to that point. But it was a show. It wasn't a great show because again, this was all stuff taped for. Takeover on Saturday, so you had a lot of highlights and everything like that. The in-ring stuff was fine. Sans Patrick Clark, the Velveteen Dream. I mean, it was your basic follow-up show to a takeover. It wasn't uber exciting. Not a lot happened, but you know, you got Aleister Black, you got Drew McIntyre, you got, like you said, Patrick Clark. So next week should be a better showing for everybody, but I just, I, I like Aleister Black. And from what I hear, there's going to be a really awesome Aleister Black match coming up here in the next month. And next week's show should be really, really interesting from everything I've gathered. Yeah, there's, there's, there's stuff going down next week. So we will tell you all about that next week, but as for this week, I think that does it. What do you say? Yeah, they'll do it for that, you know, with the horn, the, the, the Scottish horns and everything. The bagpipes. We're going out with bagpipes tonight. So, well, you got stuff to plug, so plug away. Uh, Saturday night, midnight-ish, is CV Radio, the weird, the wacky, the unusual. Say, well, well, the greater than great debate, we're doing movie villains. Should be very interesting. Go back and listen to NES video game to talk last week in the greater than great debate. Now available at CBRadioLive.com. Uh, I guess they're not bagpipes, but they sound like bagpipes. No, they're kind of, they're like electric bagpipes. There you go. Anyway, see we're live on Facebook, Twitter.com, hashtag GlenRobinSlaverDies, Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. Be there at the start of the show. You don't want to miss the start of the show. Here's why. Lucha Underground Star, Son of Havoc, a.k.a. Matt Cross, will be on the show, talking to the one and only TJ Omega about all things Lucha Underground. And it's at the very start of the show. So you don't want to miss it. 10 p.m. Eastern, Russell Talk Radio with Tim Stein, Heartbreak Mike, and TJ Omega featuring Son of Havoc, a.k.a. Matt Cross. Ooh. At WTR Sunday on the Facebook and Twitter. Monday Night Raw post 11, 10 p.m. Eastern. We'll be back next Thursday night for another edition of The Rack. 10 p.m. Eastern, live across the areas right here at the Wild Talk Radio Network. Rock Radio Show on Facebook, Twitter.com, YouTube.com slash Rock Radio Show. And I knew I forgot something. Go to twitch.tv slash Rock Radio Show on Tuesday night, 11.30 p.m. Eastern for WTR Sims. Last week, this past Tuesday, we did The Gauntlet, presented by Tim Stein. This week's show is called Intern's Revenge. Well, uh-oh. The intern is in charge. Find out what happens. Twitch.tv, Tuesday night, 11.30 p.m. Eastern. At Wild Talk Radio, Facebook.com slash Wild Talk Radio Network. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindsward, L-A-N-S-W-A-R-D, and go to my website, psychwardsdesigns.com. If you like my artwork, if you'd like to view my artwork, it is available for your viewing pleasure at thehands.net slash Lindsward, same as the Twitters. And don't forget to check out our very fine sponsors, 
wrestlingfigurephotography, instagram.com slash mbg1211, fightbooth.com, and gerwig.net. So for Rock, I'm Lindsay Ward. You've been listening to Rack right here on wildtalkradio.com, and we will see you next week. Bye! Radio.com.